Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So let's get into the word this morning. I've heard many people come and question whether things are going right in the world and, you know, what's happening in the world. But I want to assure us that God is still faithful. He's still faithful through every season of our life. And so oftentimes we face uncertainty in this world. We face uncertain situations. We, we face uncertain circumstances, whether we're going into a new job or we're losing a loved one. And as difficult as that may be, we have uncertainty in our life. And at uncertain times, what people look to most of all is what's important to them. And what's important to us, I believe, at this time is our family, our loved ones, our extended family, our friends, our neighbors, wherever they may be in the world, our concern and our love and our prayers with them. Obviously, we want to make sure that they're safe. And so we want to make sure that our loved ones are safe which is important when you get into the scripture, because when you look into the life of Jesus, and we're talking about Jesus because he is our ever-present help, when you speak about Jesus, do you know what the most important thing to Jesus was? It was people. There was nothing more important to Jesus than people. He went out of his way a lot of times to meet with people, to talk with people, even so much so as getting condemned by the religious elite. But what was important to Jesus was people. This was radically different from all those religious people around them. He, he cared for people more than he cared for protocols or even the religious practices of the day. And so he would meet with so-called sinners. He would meet with people that weren't the norm. And he would spend time getting to know them and oftentimes healing them and delivering, from, delivering them from various circumstances in life. Now, here's a thought I want to share with you that's going to be right through our message this morning. And this is the thought. I want, hope you write it down or put it in your phones or whatever you may do. Write this thought down because it's an amazing thought. And here it is. God prepares a better future for us because he cares and prioritizes us. Let me repeat that again. God prepares a better future for us because he cares about us and he prioritizes us above what's happening around us. Let's look into this for a moment, looking at what Jesus actually displayed. Towards the end of Jesus' ministry, you know, he was during the time where he was going to be crucified and he spent a lot of time with his disciples because this was the last few days, last few moments, you know, before he would actually be taken away and crucified. And so right after the Last Supper, he gathered his disciples and they went into the Garden of Gethsemane. And as they journeyed there, they had a lot of questions. They were worried. They were concerned because some of the things that were happening around them, there was uprising. The Romans were getting closer. You know, the Jewish people were trying to kill him. And so they understood that it was coming times. And more so, Jesus' words told them this was a time because he was talking about his death. And so He knew that the time for the cross was getting near. And so the disciples around him, obviously, they were concerned and they were much in fear. They were very fearful of what the future would hold. There was much uncertainty there as to what tomorrow will hold. And this is, you know, someone 
that understood the future. This is coming from Jesus who knew what would happen in the future. But the disciples, on the other hand, like you and me, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know where tomorrow is going to take us. And it seems that this person that they followed, that they'd followed for three years, that they'd listened to, they'd got teaching from, they'd grown so much under the teaching and the ministry of Jesus Christ, that this man who has become a mentor to them was going to be ripped away. There was so much uncertainty. There was going to be a separation, and they wouldn't be able to see him in the same way before. They were confused because they weren't sure what tomorrow would have. They were worried. They were troubled because they were certainly unsure what would happen in the next moment, let alone the next day. Jesus, of course, understands this. He comprehends it. He understands what they're going through because he understands our human emotion. And he understood they were worried and they had concerns. And so he speaks some words right into that situation. And I think it's so important for us to heed those words this morning as well. It's words that comfort them and help them. And it assures them that even though he might not be there physically, his presence is going to be with them constantly. Listen to what the gospel says, or John documents this, the gospel of John, and he writes these words because John was there to listen, being a young man at the time, and so he documents the words of Christ. And this is what he says, and we can find this in John chapter 15, verses 5 and 7 to 9. This is what John documents the words of Jesus, or what Jesus said. This is it. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Now that's an amazing few verses that has such depth, care, and understanding to the disciples, and it speaks into our life as well. Now, what I want you to notice is that it speaks many times. If you read John 15, there's many times that Jesus says the word remain. Now, in another translation, it says the word abide. And if you know anything about abide, it's not a word that we use in our current culture. It's not a word that we go around saying, but abide had such great great deep meaning associated with it. To abide means more than just to remain. It means to dwell, to reside, to withstand without yielding. I like that last one, to withstand without yielding. And this speaks to a great relationship, a deep, sustaining relationship that endures through every season of our life. This is the kind of invitation that God gives us to have an enduring relationship with him that weathers the storms of life. And if you understand anything about life, we go through storms, all of us. We're facing one right now. But the invitation is to reside in the safety of the Savior's arms. And that is so poignant for us right now. I love that last definition, as I said, to withstand without yielding. We don't have to yield to worry. We don't have to yield to stress. We don't have to yield to anxiety. We don't have to yield to nervousness. What we can do is that we can withstand this season. We can withstand with God's strength. And we can withstand and overcome. Because here's that thought again. God prepares 
a better future for us because he cares about us and prioritizes us. That is so important for you to understand. Have you ever been in uncertain times? Well, to be honest, we're all in uncertain times right now, aren't we? I think it's a common theme that's happening right across the nation and across the world to be, in fact. The whole world is going through a similar situation. I don't think there's been ever time in our history, in most recent years at least, where the world is together in one situation. We're all in this together. But I remember going through life, and all of us do, living in uncertain times. Let me give you an example. Towards the end of last year, I was on a trip to the Philippines. And when I got to, you know, Gensan or General Santos City, that was the epicenter of what the earthquakes, or the epicenter of the earthquakes. And so we had many earthquakes. I went through a series of earthquakes. And living in that time brought a sense of nervousness and anxiety at first because you weren't sure when the earthquake would hit and whether you'd be in a safe space because if you were in a room or on some under covering, the building could collapse and kill you. In fact, there's many around us that actually that happened too. And so what do you do in times of that? There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to go. You can't escape to somewhere because the whole you know, countryside, the whole land is under the same threat of an earthquake. And we went through many tremors. I remember one time it was so bad that we had to rush out of the building and run to an open space. And everyone was running, screaming. It was very uncertain. But what held me in that knowledge What grounded me was that knowing God has me in his hands. And when I came to that understanding, it wasn't less stressful in the sense that it would diminish the earthquakes, but it came to the point that I, I had security knowing that God was with me, that I was in the Savior's arms. I was remaining in Christ, and Christ was remaining in me. And more so than that, that God had a purpose for my life. He always gives us a purpose. He has a purpose for your life just as much as he has a purpose for my life. And we're never out of his hands when we're in Christ Jesus. Just as Jesus said, remain in me. Because when we know that, we understand this thought again. I'm going to repeat it one more time. God prepares a better future for us because he cares about us and prioritizes us. This thought is etched through scripture over and over again. What does God think about us? God has our best interests at heart. He does that, and he speaks to that, and he voices that, and he tells us over and again through Scripture. And so you look at the writers of Scripture, and they pick up on this amazing thought that God speaks into their heart, their mind, and in their spirits. The psalmist in Psalm 139, he says these amazing things that I want to just remind you again. He says this in verse 14 to 17 of Psalm 139. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. How precious are your thoughts towards me? God thinks about us. Think about that just for a second. We are created wonderfully and lovingly, and before I was even born, before you were even born, God planned my life. God planned our future. And so that means that there is a plan for us. The gravity of that shows us that God does care 
and he knows this. He knows our hearts. And whether we acknowledge him, if you're a Jesus follower, whether you acknowledge him or not, he still cares for you. John 3.16 tells us that over and over again. And those of us who are Christ followers, we know that Christ's love is enduring. It is constant and it never fails. Even when things don't make sense around us, his love is constant and we can hope in that knowledge. So I want you to look with encouraging eyes and hopeful eyes to a better future because that's what God promises us. There will be a brighter future. We will have a brighter future because God is actively planning for us to have that brighter future. This encourages us so much and gives us a hope. A hope for an amazing future with God, with our family, that we're able to gain again the freedoms and liberties that we all enjoy. And that's my prayer, not just for those of you watching, but those, all of us in the community, in the nation, and across the world, that God will take us through this safely. One of my favorite quotes is from this person called Corrie Ten Boom. I don't know if you know about her. Maybe you've read her works. For those of you who don't know who she is, she was a Dutch watchmaker, and she lived during World War II. And later she became a writer. She wrote about her experiences. But she worked in this workshop with her father, Casper Ten Boom, and her little sister, Betsy Ten Boom. Her and her family worked in the city, but when the Nazis came in and started persecuting the Jews, what they did was they took the Jews and hid them in a secret place that they'd made into their house. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place, right? She hid them during World War II to help them escape the Holocaust. Eventually, they were caught, and she was arrested and sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp. Corey lived through one of the darkest periods of human existence, where millions of people were exterminated by a wicked despot who thought that they shouldn't be able to live. But yet... Corey's hope in God remained strong in spite of all the death that was surrounding her. Everything that was going on around her, she kept her faith in God. And this is one of her most famous quotes. And I, I said, as I said, I love it. And this is what she said. When a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away your ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. And that's exactly the situation that we find ourselves in. In such a same fashion, we should have that same attitude. Let's trust God that he will bring you, your family, your loved ones through the circumstance. Let's put our faith and trust in our God who is our Savior. Because again, remember, the thought is God prepares a better future for us because he cares about us and prioritizes us. He will help us through all of the circumstance. He will help steer us through and in his arms we should trust. Again, this reminds me of a young prophet named Jeremiah. Jeremiah spoke to his people that were in the throngs of distress and in deep heartache. They were living in uncertain times. They were living under a foreign king's oppression and they were held captive. It must have felt something like today because people 
were afraid to leave their homes. They were unsure if their loved ones were alive or, you know, what was happening to them. They were unsure if they could go out, they would lose their life. And so they kept, you know, enclosed in their homes, wondering if they would survive. But it's at this time that the Lord speaks loudly through this young Jeremiah, a young prophet. And he says these words in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Again, God clearly says he has plans for us. He has plans for our success. He has plans to give us a new hope. Plans for a great future. And so through this young man, God speaks to a people that are living in uncertain times reassuring them that they will come through. And of course they do. And so it's, it's the same with us. We live in uncertain times, but God will bring us through. And he surely will. Because our thought again is God prepares a better future for us because he cares for us and prioritizes us. And so when we come back to the words of Jesus, which are so relevant today, so poignant today, the words of Jesus in John, as he documents this in John 15, he says this, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. So let's be encouraged. Let's be hopeful. Let's reach out to others with love and care. You know, even though you might not be able to visit someone, but you can text someone and give them hope. You can message someone and ask if you can pray for them because this is an important time that we should pray for one another. We should encourage one another. another. You can call someone and tell them that you care for them, inquire if they're okay. And if there's need, we can supply our need. That's what defines us as Christ follows, because we don't just care about our need, but we care about the need of the world, just as Jesus did. So let's share some hope. Let's share some love. The world is desperate for hope right now. And we, as Christ followers, are the carriers of this hope, because we have Christ in us. Just as Jesus said, if we remain in him, We are connected to the vine and we will bear much fruit. What is our fruit in this season? To love and care, to bless and to show that love to others. And we can do that through texting, to phoning and communicating in various other ways to our people around us. Let's not leave them isolated, but let's display that love and that care. Just as Jesus said right at the very beginning when we read the verses that came to us, when he says this, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If Jesus is the vine, then we are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he says this, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So as we come to a conclusion, let's pray for one another. Let's pray for our friends, our neighbors, our family across the world, and all of those people that are watching right now. Again, I just want to encourage you to share this message because you never know who is watching or who will watch or who will be encouraged and who will actually come to know the Lord. Let's be influencers. Let's be carriers of hope, carriers of light, and distributors of salt because that's what Christ has called us to be. Amen. God bless you, church. Let's just pray in conclusion. And I hope to see you during the week. We'll bring up some other little segments here and there. So 
connect to our page, you know, and we'll be able to share that important information with you, some encouragement, some words right through. And we look forward to gathering with you again. Just because we're not in the same building does not mean that we're not the church. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. Thank you for all those that are watching and all those that connected with us. We pray that your word has resonated and impacted in people's hearts and minds. Show us, display to us, and speak into our spirits and into our hearts the love that you show to everyone. As Christ followers, we experience this love and constant show of your grace over and over again every day of our life. And perhaps those that are watching might not know you, and I pray that they will come to know you through this circumstance, that you will show yourself strong, that they may come and find peace and safety in the Savior's arm, because you do care and you do prioritize us. So Lord, we thank you for what's happening to the world, not in the sense of the pandemic, but the people that are drawing together through this. We thank you, Lord God, that you will bless people, that you encourage people through this. And I pray most of all that we'll come into a deeper and enduring relationship with you because that is your will for us. And you provide us with a hope for an amazing future. So I thank you right now. I ask that you bless everyone watching, even those that could not connect with us today, that you bless our community, you bless our neighbors, you bless our nation, and you bless the world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so we thank you for that. And we pray that your blessing follows us, overtakes us, and stays with us constantly. We thank you right now. We honor you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.